welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode, I, you know, I get a lot of questions, and now that I've been doing this for a little while... People are like, why do you do it? You know, are you going to keep doing it? What are your long-term sort of plans, right? And I wanted to kind of just look back and maybe have a little bit of fun with this one. I wanted to talk through some of the the interesting or exciting or funny stories that have happened to me in the past. Kind of tell some, you know, stories that you may or may not have heard of in some of the other episodes. But I want to sort of explicitly go through some of the funniest slash best things that have ever happened to me in overlanding that kind of like make me a lifer, right? Like I I definitely intend to do this for the long term um, because it's just so much fun and there's so much stuff to see and so much stuff to do. And so I wanted to kind of, again, go back through some of my funny stories, some of the interesting stories, some of the awesome things that I've seen and the awesome experiences I've had and just kind of walk through those on this episode. So if you're new to overlanding or if you're experienced, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the newbies will will appreciate these stories and then they will, you know, hopefully go out and make their own. And again, if you're experienced, this might bring up some memories or, or might make you think through some of the, the favorite things that you've seen or done uh, when you're overlanding. So without further ado, let's dive into my best and favorite stories from past overlanding trips. All Things Overlanding is brought to you by some fantastic companies. You should definitely check out the description and click through their links to see all the awesome stuff they offer. Companies like Red Arc for all your overlanding power management needs. Last US Bag, tons of amazing quality overlanding bags. Rugged Bound Supply Company, rooftop tents, awnings, roof racks, and more. The Moore Expo 2022. Get your tickets below. And Northology Overland, guided overlanding trips and a free overlanding magazine. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, guys. So as I mentioned, today I'm talking through sort of some of my favorite adventures that I've had, some of the favorite uh, stories that I've got uh, that I can tell you guys. So I'm going to walk you through all that and kind of tell you these stories. But again, if you were there for some of these, I'd love to hear from you in the comments. If you weren't and you have questions about them, I'd love to hear from you in the comments. If you want to share your stories, post up in the comments and let me know as well. Um, but so I wanted to kind of go back to a nickname that I picked up. Uh, it's an unfortunate nickname and it's not a great one. And maybe there's a lesson to be learned in this, but it's also kind of funny. So I wanted to share it. Um, I am a fall and winter camper predominantly. I do not like summer. I don't like bugs. I don't like sweating. I don't like that stuff. I don't like rain very much. Um, so if I can go, you know, mid to late fall through the winter, those are my times. There's less people out there. It's just, in my opinion, it's a better time. You get more privacy. You get, you know, your pick of the, the campsite. So that's when I tend to go. There are very few people that go on those trips. So, you know, usually it's me and one or two other people and it's cold. So, uh, you know, you don't get a ton of people on those trips. So there was one a couple years ago that I went on, though, where it was literally so cold that our all of our food was freezing. Like, it kind of ruined a lot of our plans for what we were going to eat that weekend. 
And uh, even our beers were frozen. So our beers, I had a row of beers sitting along the edge of the fire, actually, so that they could kind of thaw out. They would still be cold enough, but they were literally ice blocks. So I had beers sitting along the edge of the fire to, to heat those up. And at one point, it just got so cold that, like, my feet were freezing, my legs were freezing. Um, very important to layer and uh, and be prepared with from a clothing standpoint. But a few years ago, I was just wearing, like, you know, jeans with some sweatpants under them. Um which I still kind of wear the same thing today. Um, so you can either toughen up and uh, and deal with it, or you can get smarter, which is what you should do. Um, but anyways, I had kind of, it was so cold that I got close to the fire, and I was kind of standing there and um, not paying a ton of attention. And the next thing I know, I kind of looked down, I kind of smelled like a funny smell, and I looked down, and my pants were not on fire, but they were kind of like a polyester, like a synthetic material, and they were kind of like shrinking up and like melting. <laughs> So uh, I, I stepped back really quickly and you could actually like, they had like kind of hardened to the side of my leg and they had actually melted quite a bit. Um, and one of the guys on the trip coined the phrase fire pants. So uh, yeah, if, if you see me in the winter and I'm standing too close to the fire, you may say something like, hey, step back fire pants. Because it was a close one. I almost lit my pants on fire. I tell you what, though, I felt really warm, and it was it was good to be that warm until I realized my pants were melting. Um, so be careful around fires in the winter. Even if it's cold, yes, you need to stay warm, but don't light yourself on fire. That would be bad. Um, so that's one of my favorite stories uh, of all times. Um, similarly, I went with some of those same people like a year or two after the fire pants incident, which, of course, they brought up the fire pants incident, and that became my nickname for that trip, too. Um, but on that trip... There were these kind of these like deep mud puddles and I knew that they were deep and I, you know, I knew I should just, there was a bypass around them and I knew that I should have just taken that. But, you know, I had the winch on the Xterra and I was like, you know what, it's just fun. I'll just try to go through it. I think I could probably make it unless I, you know, high center. And so I was like, I'm going to try and crawl through it. I don't want to, you know, I don't like that. I'm not a rock climber, so I'm not trying to bounce off anything or slam my truck around or do any damage or anything. So I start to crawl into this pit and... I realize as I do that it's getting deeper and deeper, so I start to give it a little bit of throttle to try and just keep it a consistent throttle and go through it, and uh, I immediately high-centered. Like, immediately all four tires kind of hanging down in the ruts and uh, just sitting on my diffs. So, uh, and and on that trip, I was supposedly the most experienced overlander, which I did say, like, I'm going to get stuck if I go into this thing. Like, it looks too deep for my clearance, but... Um, it was kind of a good opportunity. I got to throw the winch out around a tree and, and winch myself out, which was no problem. But, uh, you know, it was a pretty funny time. And a, a lot of the other folks were pretty new to overlanding slash off-roading at that time. So they were all, you know, having a pretty good laugh at my expense. Um, but again, it was a lot of fun. And from that, you know, forged some new friendships, some new relationships with people. Um, you know, one of the people that was on that trip was Cody with the 80 series who have gone on a few trips now. Um, so again, you know, things like that happen. And there's two ways to deal with it. You can just relentlessly heckle someone, which happens. And you can take it personally and get bent out of shape and, and not go back on those trips. Or you can just, you know, call it a fun story and have a good time and, and tell it to your kids and your friends and put it on a podcast, you know. Um, so that was another one that was pretty fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, here recently I went with 
Cody with the 80 series and met a new friend, a buddy of his named Nate, who has a 200 series Land Cruiser that's awesome. Um, and we went through a lot of the trails on the Daniel Boone Backcountry Byway. And that trip was a ton of fun, tons and tons of fun. But from that trip, uh, we had an instance where we took a sort of really sketchy trail. And, you know, I have a Frontier with 35s. It's lifted a couple, two and a half inches. And so it's got a lot of top weight. I've got a rooftop tent up there, a rack, you know, a lot of stuff in the back of the bed. So I'm fairly top heavy. And we hit this one section where, you know, the 80 series went down and it's really off camber and you kind of drop in to the left and there's a tree on your right. So you can only bow out so much. You just can't get quite out enough to, you know, go straight down this sort of off camber approach. But so the 80 series had done it and looked really sort of sketchy. And I was like, ooh, okay. He did it. Then the 200 did it and made it look easy, right? Because all the technology and all the the things on that truck, it was awesome. Just went straight down it. But then they kind of went around the, the bend. And then I'm coming down behind them and they're gone. And I almost thought about radioing and being like, hey, just to be safe, do you guys mind coming back and, and spotting me? But I'm like, no, they did it. I'll, I'll be fine. So I kind of get out as far as I can to the right. And I start to drop down into this off-camber section. And I don't think I've ever been closer to pooping my pants off-road than I was right then. Because I kid you not, I had the truck started to drop and then it started to slide. And the back end started to come down. So the whole truck was going off-camber. And I had to put my arm down on my driver's side door and push, and my head was looking out the passenger side windshield of the truck. That's how much angle I had. Like, I mean, I'm, I felt like I was, I don't have a sensor or anything like that to tell me my, my angle or my, you know, how off camera I was, but it was so off camera that I was holding my body weight up with my left arm and looking out the passenger side of the front windshield and the whole truck sort of settled and sort of went like this for a second, like bent to the left, like it was going to go over and then settled in and stopped. And I was so, I wanted a picture really bad, but I was so afraid that I couldn't even bring myself to grab my radio to be like, Hey, can you guys come back and take a picture of this? Um, I literally just kind of like let off the brake a little bit and bumped the gas a tiny bit. And my left tire kind of pushed up a tiny bit on a piece of dirt and it started to level the truck back out. (laughs) And I brought it around and I kept going, but then I radioed them and I was like, I am not kidding you. I don't want to do any more off-camera stuff. I'm done with off-camera stuff. That was the closest I've ever come to flopping a vehicle. It was not fun. And uh, it was pretty terrifying. But again, you know, they were laughing about it. We, you know, afterwards we all had a good time at my expense. And uh, and they were just like, man, did you take a bad line or something? And I'm like, you know what? I don't even know what happened. I It felt fine until the very last second when all of a sudden the truck started to act like it was going to go over. And then I barely pulled out of it. Um, so anyway, so that just happened recently, but again, like that sort of stuff happens. It's really interesting. I I was telling my wife after that trip, I was like, you know, it's, it's a weird thing for, for us weirdos that are into this overlanding and off-roading stuff, right? Like for two straight days, we hit trails and just trail after trail after trail. There's like, you got to take the right line. You got to protect your vehicle. You got to make sure that you're not, you know, smashing over rocks as much as possible. There's a lot of obstacles to overcome. So there's fun in it, there's challenge in it, but then there's also stress in it, right? Like I didn't even realize until like the end of each day that like I was gritting my teeth most of the day and like my stomach hurt from like constantly being off camera and like pushing on a seat or the door or something to keep myself upright. And like I was just stressed that whole time, which is a weird thing, right? Like most people would avoid that. But again, once you've done this a few times and you kind of really get into it, you see like how much fun it is to overcome those challenges and hit those trails. And, uh, you know... It's something that most people just don't understand. So again, post up in the comments. If you guys understand what I'm talking about, you know, 
make me feel better by telling me that that I'm not a crazy person that just is a glutton for punishment, but that it is a ton of fun to hit those trails and sort of overcome those obstacles and and do things that most people won't do. Like right now, my truck is sitting in the driveway. It's covered in mud on down both sides, right? Grass and mud and, and rocks hanging from the, the axle on the rear and all the skid plates and stuff. And I'm sure my neighbors are going, what in the heck is this guy doing? Who is this person, right? And I find it hysterical. I just think it's, you know, it's good fun. And I just, I kind of feel bad that no one else will ever get what that's like, you know, that they don't understand that thing. But myself and my friends and other overlanders, you know, we get it. We get that it's it's fun and it's challenging. So again, post up in the comments. Let me know your thoughts kind of on that as well. Um, you know, one thing that happens to me a lot that uh, my wife finds very terrifying, especially because sometimes I'll take my kids with me, especially in Hoosier National Forest, is there are a ton of coyotes out there. And, you know, I have I've gone camping in Hoosier National Forest probably 50 times in the last few years. And I hear them all the time, like 30, 40, 50 coyotes, just, you know, howling, circling. You know, you hear them over here, then you hear them on the other side of camp, then you hear them back behind you, then they're closer, they're further away. Um, I've never, ever seen one. I've never had one come into camp. I'm not threatened by coyotes at all. You want to be safe, of course. I'm not saying go pet a coyote or kiss one or anything. Um, but, you know, I, I see and, and experience coyotes quite a bit, and I've never had any problems with it. But, you know, when they're around you and you just hear, like, tons of them howling, and then they're on this side and they're on that side, it's it's a pretty interesting experience. It's really neat to, to hear that. It's neat to, you know, be a part of that nature. It's a little bit scary and a little bit cool to have survived, even though, again, I've never really felt any danger from it. But when I tell that story to friends and family, they're always like, you're an idiot. And you should not be out there. Like, that's not where people are supposed to be. But there is just something really cool and, and interesting about getting to spend that time in nature, getting to hear, you know, them in their natural habitat, and also that sort of feeling of survival. So that was kind of a, a cool story. And that happens to me all the time. And again, I'm there's nothing to be scared of. I'm not trying to scare anyone. I'm also not trying to act like a hard ass or anything. But it's just fun to, to be a part of that and to take some video of that and send it to my wife and have her freak out. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another trip that I went on, went to West Virginia with a few guys, and uh, this trip was a ton of fun, tons of good trails and beautiful sights and stuff, and exploring in a place I'd never been to or, or wheeled in before, so that was really cool. But there was a night, sort of the second night of the trip, where at that time I didn't have a rooftop tent, my Xterra was mostly stock, like a couple inches of lift and some 33-inch tires, and that was about it. Um, and we found this campsite that was pretty decent the second night. And I set up my little ground tent and we drank a few beers and we ate some food and we all went to sleep. And the next morning I woke up and I stepped out of my tent and I almost stepped in a pile, probably like, I'm trying to describe it for those on the podcast, probably about the size of like, you know, those little Red Baron pizzas that you can get, like those personal pan pizzas or like a Pizza Hut personal pan pizza. It was probably about that big, like six, seven inches across, three, four inches tall, big old pile of bear poop right outside the door to my tent. And I mean, my tent was like a cheap $50 Coleman tent. There's nothing, I would have just been a burrito for that bear. But I, I never heard a thing. I never saw a thing. It, it didn't mess with me at all. You know, I mean, I had some beer, so it's possible that it did, and I just didn't know it. But um, 
again, it's one of those things where it's like a great story and luckily nothing happened. But again, safety is paramount. Make sure that you're, you know, you're prepared with, you know, some sort of protection in that situation. Um, but you know, interesting story. Like if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't gone out on that trip to West Virginia, I wouldn't have seen the things that I saw. I wouldn't have gotten to hit the trails that I hit. I wouldn't have, you know, had fun with those guys like I did. Um, wouldn't have experienced bear scat and the terror that comes with finding that right outside of your tent. Right. Um, so that was another story that, that I always kind of think back to when I'm thinking of like amazing things that have happened on past trips. <clears throat> Um, and then I'm going to kind of wrap this one up with a more recent story. This came from a few months ago at uh, the core uh, Keweenaw Overland Adventure Retreat. This is one of my favorite events every year. I've been the last two years. Um, it's awesome. It's a beautiful location up there. Um, we go up the night before. So before the actual event opens and the campgrounds where you stay open, uh, we go up and we go out to basically the beach of Lake Superior and we, we camp out there and it's just gorgeous. I mean, it's like being on the ocean almost, but September, so it's colder, right? And uh, this year, it was fairly chilly the first night, and this was a weird one for me because my actual overlanding vehicle, <clears throat> I'd bought a new one the day before this event, and it literally uh, broke on my way home. So I did not have a rig. So I brought my normal old car up, and then I rode with other people in their Jeeps and, you know, etc. Mostly Jeeps, actually, now that I think about it. A Forerunner. I rode in Revere Overland's Forerunner, too, so a little bit. Um but, you know, rode with other people. So I get up there. I meet up with uh, Matt Fry from Fry's on the Side. He picks me up in his JKU. He's got a teardrop, too. Um, I brought a hammock because I didn't have my rooftop tent or any of my gear, right? <clears throat> so meet him. We ride out to the beach. We find a spot right on the water. He sets up his teardrop. I set up my, uh, my hammock literally between two trees on the edge of Lake Superior. It's pretty chilly that night. I survived. I don't think I slept really great, but... Uh, but I did fall asleep and, and sleep a little bit. Well, about five o'clock in the morning, and some of you may have heard this story, so if so, apologies, but I just wanted to get it out there so everybody could hear, because I don't think I've ever officially put it on the podcast, but um, about five in the morning, I wake up to like some weird sounds. Like I hear like tons of voice, like eight to 10 people's voices. I hear car doors slamming over and over, like they're opening them and closing them. I hear people yelling things like reset, and let's shoot that again. And I'm like, am I dreaming, right? Like, am I in a TV commercial? Like, what is happening? Well, sure enough, uh, about a half hour, 45 minutes go by. At this point, I'm like freaked out. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to just get out of my hammock. I mean, these people are like five to 10 feet from me. Like, these voices are close. There are people like running down the, the beach and stuff. And my hammock is like bright yellow. So like, there's no way they don't know that I'm there. So I'm like, who, what are these jerks doing? Like, how are they doing this to me when I'm trying to sleep? They know that I'm right here in this hammock, right? Um, well, finally, I'm kind of peeking out the side of my hammock. It has a rain fly on it, so they can't see in. And I can't really see out, but I kind of, I'm peeking out the side and I see Matt Fry wake up and get out of his teardrop. So I'm like, hey, hey, Matt, come here. And I'm like motioning for him and he comes over. And when he comes over, then I feel like I can get out now because there's another human that I know there. Um, so I climb out of my, my hammock, I put my shoes on, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, what is going on? And he's like, dude, I think they're shooting a commercial. Sure enough, I look over to my left, and there's like all this expensive looking camera gear on like tripods with big old like, you know, grips and stuff on the side of them, like professional grade camera stuff. And there's like four or six people, you know, with like life vests on, carrying kayaks, and there's this big red Chevy Silverado Z71 Trail Boss sitting up on the, like the the peninsula that goes out into the, the lake, you know, like something from a commercial, just like up on this rise. 
And I'm like, what in the hell? And they're like opening the doors and closing them because they're like reshooting them, getting out of the vehicle and getting the kayaks off the vehicle and going down to hit the lake, right? And so we ended up, there was a guy with a Chevy jacket on. And so we walk over to the guy and we're like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, hey, guys, sorry, guy in the hammock. Uh, you know, we saw you there, but we just, we had to get it while the light was right. We were shooting, you know, like dawn breaking and and these guys putting their kayaks in the water. I'm like, no, it's no problem. It's okay. And uh, we're talking to this guy. And sure enough, they're shooting this commercial for the brand new, I guess, 2021 uh, Chevy Silverado Trail Boss. So, again, if I didn't, and even in that case, I didn't have a vehicle that was capable of getting there. But luckily, a friend did. Because we have these vehicles, because we do these things, because we take these adventures, right? I had the opportunity to basically wake up to a Chevy commercial being shot five feet from where I was sleeping, which again, most people think is crazy or annoying, which it was a little bit. Um, and normal people will think, well, that's silly. You could have just slept in your house in the heat and, you know, watched TV all night and been comfortable. But like, then you miss so much, right? Like there's so many cool things that happen when you go out and explore. There's so many cool things that you see, like things that no one else ever gets to see or very few people ever get to see. Um, and so that was kind of where I was going with this episode was that I wanted to recount some of the funny stories, some of the funny things that have happened to me. Again, if you're newer to overlanding, do not be scared away by these bullies on these you know online forums. Do not be scared away by you know, lack of knowledge or anything like that, like use it as a, as a reason to get out and explore. Be safe, you know, take the right stuff with you, take good comms, tell people where you're going, be safe. Um, but at least get out and hit some gravel roads, right? At least get out and see what you can see. Go check out some like really popular um, sites and things like that. And then you'll you'll build your courage and you'll you'll get to the point where you can go and do some of these crazier things. And, and you get to see so much that you otherwise would miss in life, right? So again, that's why I wanted to share the stories, just kind of bring you guys in. For those of you that have experienced stuff like this and know what I'm talking about, and you're going, yep, uh-huh, I got a story, post up in the comments below and share them. I'd love to hear from you. Um, but as always, guys, you know, in the description below are links to my awesome featured partners. These guys all have amazing products and services and things. Check them out because they are all amazing. Um, also links to Facebook, Instagram, you know, the podcast if you're on YouTube, YouTube if you're on the podcast. I've got a Patreon page that I'm really trying to grow this year because I want to have a place where, you know, we can all go and sort of chat about content that I'm going to make, but also like some exclusive stuff for you guys. I want to, if I can hit 25 Patreon subscribers this year, uh, my plan is to do at least one, possibly two Patreon subscriber campouts. So, you know, I'll work with you guys to see where everybody kind of is, try and find a place that's sort of central, um, and then plan a trip for all of us to go on to kind of hang out, drink some beers, chat in real life, and experience some of this stuff together. Um, and then last but not least, the Newbie Overlanders group on Facebook. There is a link in the description below to that as well. It's going to be amazing. It's already amazing. I started it a month and a half ago, maybe yeah, maybe a month, month and a half ago. And we've all almost got 1500 people in it so far. And there's tons of great questions being asked. There's experienced people helping answer those questions. There's newbie people asking the questions and helping each other. So there's just a ton to learn there. And I love it. Um, so definitely check that out in the description below as well. Um, but as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you guys. I hope that this stuff's entertaining for you. I hope that it's fun and, uh, and that it's educational. It gets you excited to get out and explore. So um, thanks again. And we will see you guys next week.